0: Hi, we're Amy. And McKenna. Both business owners, photographers, and a small part of this Spark community. Spark is a group of Christian women creatives that meets weekly to discuss our faith, our lives, and our businesses. Because let's be honest, we just can't do it alone.
1: Our mission is to be a weekly place of rest for creatives to find a safe space to connect with God and grow in their faith. We want to invite you to be a part of that when your coffee's running low and you're on the go.
0: We'd love to meet you where you're at.
1: Come join the conversation.
0: Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Spark the Podcast. We're so excited you're here. This is our last segment in our Eternal Hope series, and we are here with Cinnamon Wolf, who is going to be sharing her testimony. We've also got McKenna Sailor here, our other host. Say hi. Kate. Hi.
1: <laughs> and- awesome. We're so excited to have Cinnamon. Hello, Cinnamon. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. For those of you that don't know, Cinnamon loves her two dogs, she lives for light bulb moments, <laughs> uh, belly laughs, and of course, coffee, which AV and I can both, lead, both jump on board with. Yes. Um, she mm-hmm. enjoys movies, sarcasm laundry, believe it or not, and of course, <laughs> loves stripes and um, just has an amazing heart for the Lord. And I'm so excited to hear more about your testimony today,
0: Sin.
2: Thanks, guys. That was a great introduction.
0: <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what are you doing now? Just um, let everyone get to know you.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, again, my name is Cinnamon, and everything McKenna just said about me is totally true. Um, <laughs> all of those things were awesome. And uh, so I have a husband. His name is Paul. And like McKenna mentioned, I have two dogs, Stella and Marvin. And we currently live in a fifth wheel uh, RV. And we are traveling around the country. So um, before that, we lived in Seattle, Washington. Before that, we lived in New Jersey. And before that, we lived in California. So we've we've kind of been all around the country already. Um, We've been married for almost nine years, nine years this summer. And um, I am a business owner. And I own my own private photo editing and business coaching business that I am able to do um from basically anywhere, which is why we are traveling now. So it's uh it's a fun life. It's it's kind of hectic sometimes, but um yeah, it's Cinnamon
1: great. has been a part of Spark, uh, when she lived in New Jersey and we've missed her, but she's been able especially during this coronavirus to be a part of uh, spark virtually, which has been awesome to see you every week, Cinnamon, and, um, and just to be even a part of this podcast and um, hopefully ignite when we reschedule it, but we just love having you and miss you so much. So we're glad that you're able to still yeah. be connected.
2: It's been so great to be able to come back and be a part of the meetings because leaving New Jersey, that was probably one of the hardest things was just leaving that spark community, just, Knowing that every week I had an opportunity to go and be around like-minded um, women who had a heart for the Lord was just something that just filled my soul up so much. And so it was really hard to leave that. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a hidden little blessing. Oh, you know, so the stuff is so hard right now, but, um, you know, there's little blessings that that just come out of, of the hard. Um, that we can still just see how much God still loves us and cares for us. And being able to see all your, all your faces and and be a part of the spark community online. has been really great um, since this all started. That's so. so
0: wonderful. And we, we really love getting yeah. to see you again too. And you do have such a beautiful heart for the Lord. Can you tell us a little bit about um, when you first heard about God and who introduced you to him?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my testimony is one it's, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had someone else's testimony. I don't know if you guys ever <laughs> yes. feel that way. or totally. like, Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's kind of, I, I kind of consider it like a two part testimony because, um, my mom became a believer when I was really, really young. I don't, I don't remember how old I actually mm-hmm. was. It was, you know, when I was Too young to really understand time or anything like that. Um, So my mom definitely introduced me to church and Jesus and everything about that. She would take me to church um, every weekend when I was small. (coughs) Um, My dad is not a believer and he never has become a believer. We're still praying for him. Um, So that's been an interesting um, dynamic, I guess, as I was growing up. But he never opposed my mom taking me to church or anything like that. He just wasn't really interested in going. Um, So it was me and my mom, like we would just go to church every weekend. And that's kind of when I learned initially, you know, what, what it meant that um, Jesus was sent to the world to save us from our sins, and that he died on the cross for us. And that that's when I learned all about when I was probably in in middle school, I would say, and when an opportunity came to be baptized, um, I was all in, I was like, yes, I absolutely believe this. I um, I understand that baptism is the outward symbol of letting everybody know that this is what I believe. And um, it was, it was a really cool opportunity that my church allowed my mom to actually baptize oh, wow. me. So um, wow. yeah, that was super cool. <laughs> so when I think, I don't remember exactly how old I was. I was probably like 12 or 13, I think at that time. Um, and so my mom baptized me at church, which was, which was just a great experience. Um and I went to a Christian school. So my parents put me in a Christian school, um, I believe, at uh, in third grade. Okay. And I went to that same school from third grade till I graduated high school. And so I got a lot of education <laughs> when it came to the Bible. Um, but I didn't really have the relationship aspect. I didn't really understand that until much, much, much later. And that's why I kind of consider my testimony to be in like two parts because there's the original, um, yes, I understand this and I believe this, but then I spent pretty much from that time until I was in my early thirties, not really, really understanding, um, what it means to have a relationship with God. Um, and those were the hardest years of my life. Well, can, <laughs> absolutely. Those were absolutely yeah. the Can you tell years. us yeah.
1: more like about what that life was like before you became a Christian, like not a Christian, maybe it's more so like be- became a re- like had a real relationship with God, you know? Right.
2: Yeah. Yes. And I've struggled with that too, before I, I've struggled with, I don't have one of those, this is the moment when everything changed for me, mm-hmm. like where I knew I was saved. Right. So, um, I would like, well, was I saved when I was 13 or was I saved when I was 31? Like I've had those conversations with myself a lot. And I've had to have those conversations with God and to the point where he's like, it doesn't matter because you're mine now. Like it doesn't matter when it, when it happened. What matters is that you're mine now. Like, don't worry about, oh, I prayed this prayer and my whole life changed. Like, you know that, that you're mine. And so I feel a lot of comfort in that, even though I don't know the exact day or time when it actually like happened, you know. Um but yeah, those years in between, they were they were rough. You know, I I went to a Christian high school, um, but (laughs) we did not act like we were Christians in high school, that's for sure. Um who did? You know, I say that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Right? I know. I say that kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek that like there's not a one right way for a Christian to act. Um but at the same time the the actions that I was taking that other friends of mine were taking were just not I know now that they're they're not pleasing to the Lord, and and they're not good for me. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned when I was in my thirties. Um, I'll tell you about that just a little bit, just because that's when everything became very real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, was when I moved to Seattle originally. So I moved from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Seattle, Washington, for work. And it was a it was my first move away from like where I grew up, and I was kind of all by myself in that aspect. And I had a family friend who actually lived in Seattle. Um, She actually babysat, babysat me when I was in, when I was a, a little baby <laughs> um, yeah. in Albuquerque. She lived in Seattle and she was a believer and she would go to church and she uh, invited me to go to church with her for Easter Sunday, right after I moved to Seattle in 2008. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I, I want to get back to church. I kind of want to make my faith my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, throughout that time, also, I lived in this really beautiful area of Seattle. And I think that most of Seattle is really beautiful, but the area I lived in was just, it was very strikingly beautiful, especially coming from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I would walk my dogs, um, up in the hills of the Issaquah Highlands. And that's when, (laughs) and it's going to be hard for me not to cry because
3: like, that's, like, that's when God like pulled me and he said, you're mine, come back. And, um, and I remember it very vividly, just like, and again, it wasn't like any one particular day, it wasn't any one particular time, but it was just through walking those hills and seeing the beautiful, like, creation that God had made, and I just, it was just like, I heard him, and he just said, you're mine, come back. Oh. And I did, and and I came back with open arms, and I said, whatever you want, Lord, you know, is, is I'm here yeah. for you, you know, and... um. And so I started going to church regularly with my friend Lisa, and um, that's when that's when my life really changed. And it's not because of anything that I did. Um, it's because God knew that I was ready at that time to, like, really fully trust in Him and believe in Him. Wow. And, um, and that's when I could kind of tell, like, man,
2: my life has been so hard, not because I wasn't following the rules, but because... I didn't have a heart for God, right? And I... and that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned throughout that time of just really understanding what it means to have a relationship with mm-hmm. God is that He wants us to do the things that He that He lays out in the Bible, not because He's some like mean dictator <laughs> <laughs> that wants us to, that that wants us to follow the rules. He knows how following. The, the the rules or the guidelines or the whatever he puts forth in the bible that's for our benefit like he loves us so much that he's like i want you to live a fulfilled happy life you're going to have hardships of course that's that's a part of life but at the same time like i he can see everything you know what i mean and so when yes. when he says like i want you to do this or don't do that like that's for our benefit it's not for for him necessarily right. um And that lesson became, it came into like laser sharp focus when I got, was in my early thirties and I was living in Seattle and, and I understood that this is not, it's not about me. (laughs) It's about him. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I had a lot of time to think back, you know, on, on my high school years and my twenties where I was just kind of, I was kind of playing the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) I would like, I would do stuff that I thought would make me happy. Yes. Um, because essentially that's what the world says will make you happy. Yeah. And, um, and then I would, you know, I would go home and I would pray and I would say, please forgive me, Lord, please forgive me. I'm sorry. You know, and I would kind of play that game, right? right. Like I can do things that that are quote unquote wrong.
3: Yes. <laughs> and
2: as long as I pray for forgiveness, I'll be fine. And to a to a degree, you know, that's kind of true. But at the same time, your heart is not yeah. in the right place. Like, and it, it's about the heart. It's not about the actions. Yeah. And my, my heart was definitely not in the right place yes. <laughs> during those times. And because of that, life was hard. Right. It was really, really hard. And it was a struggle and, and I suffered a lot right. <laughs> basically because, because of my own actions, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like God was punishing me or anything like that. I just, I wasn't, you know, focused on the right things. And I, I can, <clears throat> and so I can, t- yeah. I can
0: totally relate to that. I, I, definitely went through a time period in my life where, you know, I, I felt like that too. I, you know, have known God since I was seven, but like you said, you know, those high school years and those college years are really hard. And, um, I think that it's beautiful what you described, like walking through those, the hills of Seattle and just seeing, you know, God's beauty and, you know, him calling you to him and, and really like desiring that relationship with you and And so, what yeah. changed in that moment, so you were walking through the hills, you felt God calling and say, "You know, cinnamon, your yep. mind, what did life look like like right after that when when you sort of you know were seeking after that relationship with
2: God? Yeah, pretty much everything changed <laughs> <is. laughs> um, um the only way I can really describe it is just a an attitude and a heart of surrender and just saying and and really understanding that the Lord is for me and he's not against me and to trust that, right. right? Re- regardless of what happens in my life. Um, because, you know, as you both know, you know, I was single for a long time. I was single until I was, um, I actually got married when I was 35. I met Paul when I was 34. They met online. Um, And I
3: struggled with <laughs> on that. On Christian Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> we, met on,
2: <laughs> we met on Christian Mingle, which had I not moved to Seattle and had that experience, I don't know that I would have gone on Christian Mingle. I feel like, Simon, um, we have
1: like, you know, you know, this is something I mm. cry to you about or had in the past. And it's like, yeah, an amazing thing. Because I feel like even through that journey and yes it was hard and like a big struggle with like getting married later and not it being the life that you thought it was going to be right um that god has just blessed us with this friendship of me to look towards you and uh funny you know characteristics of the same thing and the the people in our lives yeah and um and it's a bit it's been really cool for me to the way that you came into my life was perfect timing. And I know mm-hmm. that that was God preparing you yep. for that in a way, you know, for, for me personally, right. that's how yeah. I feel. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, um, so one of the things, uh, one, one of the books that I read, like, early on, because I'm I'm a book person and I love to study, and so, you know, in addition to reading the Bible, I wanted to read other books about about God and all of this stuff, and one of the books that I think had been recommended to me, or I'd heard about for a long time, was Mere Christianity mm-hmm. by yes. C.S. Lewis, um, and I've actually read that book multiple times. It's probably one of the best books about just the Christian totally. walk that's yes. out there, um, in, in, like, Understandable language, right? Um, C.S. Lewis has a great way of doing that, but one of the things that he said in that book that really made a lot of sense to me is he said, When you, um, you know, have a relationship with God, or you are, you know, understanding something about God, it's like you're looking at Him through um, glasses that are like fogged Mm -hmm. up, right? Like you can't really see, but the closer you move towards Him, the He moves towards you, and the glasses become clear um, and to me that it just made so much sense as to like for the whole you know part of my life where I I believe I was saved I believe I was a Christian but I was just so far away and I wasn't moving towards yeah. God and everything's felt foggy you know what I mean but then once I kind of had this experience in Seattle and I started to move towards him, he became so much clearer to me and I began to really understand his spirit and his heart more, you know, and how using the difficult situation of me, you know, being single while every single one of my friends was getting married and me just having failed relationship after failed relationship, um, how I could number one, like be okay with that and like surrender and say, Lord, if, if marriage is not in my future, that's okay. You know, like I had never been at that place before, um, but I got to that place because, I had to surrender to him and say, I don't know what you're doing in my life and I don't understand it, but I'm going to be okay with it because I know that you have my best intention at heart and I know that you are for me. So whatever that looks like <laughs> that I may not understand, I'm going to, I'm going to believe well, and it. And I just you know love I mean? that he and, like he brought um, you
1: there with your dogs, right? With the, like two little happy dogs. He yeah. Oh my gosh. You. The most beautiful yep. place. And I had a really good friend that, said that she was, like, doing some evangelist preaching, like, throughout um, these, like, hills. um, And they were knocking door to door, right? Mm -hmm. And this one guy was like, oh, no solicitors, like, close the door in the face. And she goes up there because her daughter was the one that had first knocked on the door. She goes up there and she's like, oh, can I ask, you know, what faith are you? And he was like, oh, I'm nothing. I'm atheist. And she was like why like you live like he lived on the very top of the hat like the hill where it like overlooked the valleys and it was like a right. stunning stunning view yeah so beautiful so beautiful and he was like oh yeah i just know it's not real and she was like how can you live here and look out among all of this and <laughs> right. say that he goes well that's the one thing i don't know like i can't explain she was like well then that is your answer and i feel like god brought you there yeah. And really, like, gave you that. But I'd love to know from your standpoint, Mm -hmm. like, what is um, one encouragement that you can give those that are maybe, like, even on the sense of the whole, you know, Jesus thing, becoming a Christian, um, having that relationship with God? Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say is that, oh, gosh, I I feel like there's so much I want to say. But, like, the one thing I would say is that God loves you just with a love that is just so indescribable and it's really hard to really understand until you experience it but if you take a step towards him he will he will step towards you like he will meet you halfway you don't have to go all the way to him um he wants you like he became the most clear to me when I became a parent, because Paul had kids when we got married. And I totally, it totally made sense to me that God loves us the way that we love our kids, right? Like they can do all these things wrong, (laughs) all these things wrong, like (laughs) they can do crazy things, but your love for them endures and you want the best for them. And that is what God wants with us. Like, he's not mad at you. He's not like ashamed of you he's not disgusted by you like none of those things are true he wants you to to live the life that he has for you like that's what he wants he wants the best for you and and he knows like he has this you know 30,000 foot view of all of life like you know we've talked recently about you know this coronavirus like he is not surprised by this like he knew this was going to happen and he's using it for our good, even though it's a horrible thing that's causing so many issues and problems in the world, he's going to take things and make them work for good. um, Because that's what he that's what he is. And he's, he's just love. And so if you're at that place where you're like, I don't know if this is true, I don't know, you know, what to believe, you know, um, that's okay, God can handle that. (laughs) And, All he wants of you is to just take a step and he will take a bigger step towards you because he loves you and he wants you um, to be a part of his family. He just, he does. And it's a beautiful thing. It doesn't mean that all your problems go away. It doesn't mean that everything becomes butterflies and rainbows. Once you decide to give your heart to the (laughs) Lord, like a lot of times things become really difficult (laughs) when, when you give your heart to the Lord, because, um, you know, there's a whole new set of things that you've got to deal with, but you have the creator of the universe <laughs> on your side. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So having that hope in knowing that um, no matter what happens, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we've all been thinking about this, like with this pandemic that's going on, right? Like, what does this mean for the world? Like, yes. am I going to get sick? Am I going to die? Is somebody I know going to die? Like,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and through all of that, God is, he's right there next to you. And the Holy Spirit is with you, you know, like to comfort you and to let you know that, that we're, we're on the path towards something better, right, which is heaven, eternal heaven, and in a place where there are no tears, and there is no confusion, and there's no more pain, and And he is providing that for us because of how much he loves us. And Mm. knowing that gives you so much peace and comfort, even in times of despair and longing and pain and, and, um, and trauma. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's so beautiful Cinnamon, And that um, encouragement is, is really great. And I feel like exactly, you know, what we need to hear, especially with everything that's going on. And I'm reminded, um, McKenna, I believe you told me this, one of our good friends, Christy Timms, who used to come to Spark and has now moved away as well. um, She painted this really beautiful picture of, you know, no matter how far you move away Mm -hmm. from God, it's always easy to get back. And she described it like Mm. a rubber band. So you're holding the rubber band in your hand and you, you know, stretch it back and you're pulling farther and farther and farther away. But all it takes is letting go, letting that rubber band snap back And that's how quickly you can like, you know, go back into relationship with God. He, he wants you. I love that vision of moving closer Mm -hmm. to him. And, um, you know, like you said, like no matter where your life has taken you, no matter where you are now, you know, if you've, you know, sort of pulled away, it is easy and so quick to move back and, um, and, and life really does change, um, in such a beautiful way when you are in relationship. Yeah, those hills them. of
2: Seattle, that was my rubber band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yep. it. <laughs> it
2: certainly well, is. And
0: I think it's just something so
1: everybody can relate to being in different seasons of their relationship with God and like in Christianity too. You know, I, I was the same as both of you. Like I became a Christian way earlier in life, but you know, you go your different mm-hmm. paths in different ways. And then you can kind of circle back to it, but I do think that it's one of those things that like God's there no matter where you go or what, where, what season you're in, you know, and he wants to meet you there and it's so nice that he brought you right where he wanted you to hear it, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing to see, like even just to see, Like there was no reason for me to go to Seattle. Like that was just, it was crazy. Like it was a crazy thing to do. I was like 31 years old. I'd never lived outside of Albuquerque and yet something was pulling me to go live in this place that I had never even been before. And now, you know, I can see that just what it brought to my life. It brought me, you know, to have a renewed, refreshed relationship with Jesus. It brought me to my husband. It brought me to everything, you know, and and I don't know why that happened, but God knew. And I, you know, I just kind of listened, you know, to that little voice that was like, you need to go do this. And, yeah, you know, so.
0: And, and Cinnamon, just for fun, can you tell us a little bit about your story with Paul and how you guys got together? <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like we've been talking about it and it is such a fun story. So. Yeah. So,
2: well, <laughs> like it. McKenna said, we did meet on Christian Mingle. So I had um, done quite a bit of online dating um up until that point um you know a little bit in albuquerque and then when i moved to seattle i did a few rounds <laughs> and i say that because i would <laughs> i would do some online dating and then i would get like really tired of it and i would stop oh, yeah. and then i would start again and then i would stop and and so, I know
3: that way. <laughs> yeah, and so
2: I very clearly remember the day when Paul messaged me. It was August 7th. Um I don't know how I know that date, but I just I know I was in a car, my friend was driving, we were going to Seafair in Seattle. It was, I don't even know why it's so clear in my mind, but <laughs> I got the message from him and um I read through his profile and he told a joke in his profile. I don't remember what the joke was, but it made me giggle. And he <laughs> he mentioned that he had Two kids, one was living with him, one was living not with him, which I was like, that's interesting. What's what's that story about? And then he also had a few pictures. Um, this is one of my funniest stories that I tell people because <laughs> doing online dating, you you come really quickly to really understand if guys have friends or not because they will – only show pictures of themselves like in front of the computer or, or a selfie on their phone. Like, um, and Paul did have a few of those. He had like four pictures like that. And then he had one picture with his buddy, Josh, and they were, they had their uh, mountain bikes and they were all muddy and like, they'd just done a race. And I was like, Oh, okay. This guy has friends. He's cool. I can message back to him. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah. And so he had sent me like a canned message And, um, I replied to him and then the, the email he sent me back was, did you grow up in Corvallis, Oregon? And I was like, that's a really weird question. Um, no, I didn't. Why do you ask that? And he said, well, the first girl I ever kissed when I was five years old, her name was Cinnamon. Um, and that was in Corvallis, Oregon. And, and is that you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, that's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it just kind of started from there, and then we just started chatting more and more. And... You're like
1: cinnamon, like the spice <laughs> yeah. <you
2: know? laughs> yeah, right exactly. <laughs> he was he was convinced it had to be me because how many people are named cinnamon? Not that many, right? Yeah. Um, oh my god. So that was kind of the start. It was really just a weird, op- and it's one of our favorite stories. You know that the first girl he ever kissed was cinnamon, and the last girl he's ever going to kiss is named cinnamon. <laughs> That's two different yeah. girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, we Aww. lived we lived about 75 miles apart, so the bulk of our relationship at the beginning was through Facebook Messenger which was great because we got to really know each other um instead of being like kind of distracted by being around each other physically, you know, we, we got to really just talk to each other. Um, and so, you know, we went on a few dates in in early August and then we, you know, we just chatted more and more and I met Kyle, his son who lived with him and we got engaged in December. So we met in August of uh, 2010, we were engaged, um, in wow. on Christmas Eve in December, and then we were married the following June. Wow. So, Crazy. (laughs) Absolutely crazy.
0: You and Paul have
2: such a beautiful relationship. Yeah, (laughs) we, um, you know, traveling has has challenged us a bit, (laughs) but it's all good. (laughs) We're just learning more and more about each other um, and how to communicate better as a couple because communication is just absolutely key when it comes to having a relationship with each other. Um, And just, you know, him having a relationship with the Lord too is also it's it's so great because we we can experience and learn together and grow as a couple together and and um and just challenge each other and you know we've gone through periods of time where when we first got married we were in a small group with our church and we were praying and doing bible studies together and then you know life happens and you get distracted and things just become more important and we've spent time away from doing that and we can tell, like, it's very obvious when we don't actively mm-hmm. pursue the Lord to be part of our relationship, you know, um, in the Bible it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. referencing you, your spouse and and God together. Right. And, and when we spend time wow. away from including God in our relationship, like it's very obvious in our you know, arguments with each other, our struggles, our difficulties. And, um, and then we're, we, one of us will say like, we need to, this needs to stop and we need to get back, you know, in it. And we, last year we started going through the Bible project and we would pray every morning and go through and read the Bible in a year. We did that last year, which was amazing. I would definitely recommend that to anybody and we're doing it again this year. So it's been, it's been interesting. (laughs) And, um, and amazing you know i i can 't it makes me very humbled and blessed you know to know that through a lot of my life, I spent my time turning my back on the Lord and not wanting anything to do with him, and he still gave me a, a huge blessing, which it humbles me and it gives me the ability to do the same for others, even if they don 't do what I want them to do or if they 're you know acting snotty or whatever like I, I can understand that, you know, I do the same thing to God and he still loves me and provides me grace and blessings. And so it gives me the ability to do that with others. So,
1: well, while we're on that, can you tell us where we
2: can find you? Oh my gosh. You can find me if you Google cinnamon wolf everywhere. (laughs) i have such a (laughs) unique name that you'll find me. Um, but yeah, I have I have a website, CinnamonWolf.co where that's where I house all my business stuff and then my Instagram, CinnamonWolf.co as well. And I have a podcast too. I haven't posted on there for a while, but it's called Focus Podcast yeah. and it's really, you know, business related and And uh, yeah, but I mean, I love to chat with people one-on-one through DMs or, you know, messages. Um, It's one of my favorite things to do. I love connecting with people personally. Um, So if you have any questions, or if you want to just talk to me, or if you want to share your story, or if you need some encouragement, just message me and I would love to talk to you.
1: And they even are doing, if you follow them all along their journey, they do focus on the, oh, road, yeah, on the road, which Paul, her husband has been like kind of taking charge of, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, we do videos doing awesome on
2: YouTube. Great. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. YouTube videos Thanks. are also awesome. Fun. <laughs> well, and you guys, thank you so much cinnamon for sharing. And you guys know where you can find us, on um, NJ spark co or NJ Uh,
0: and we can't wait to hear from you then.
2: Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it
0: so much cinnamon. And we'll leave you with one final prayer this week. It's found in Psalms 119.81. My soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. Thank you guys so much for joining us.
3: Have a great week.